this week's episode is with IFBB bodybuilder pro Casey Shepard. Uh, she's from Minnesota, and I was a creeper. I'm not going to lie. I went through the, her Instagram, saw it. But underneath the pages, I'm not going to lie, she's a beautiful woman, but you read the, the stories or her posts, and it was all about people getting better. She has an online coaching business, and we talk about nutrition, and we talk about getting your body better. We talk about uh, eating and all that stuff. So if you get a chance, watch this episode. It was fun. She is a beautiful woman inside and out. And honestly, I, I think I'm going to be better nutritionally, I think. I really am. I'm going to start eating better, and hopefully I, get, hopefully I get a part two with her, and I'll come and I'll look all nice and svelte. So hope you enjoyed this episode with Casey Shepard. Yes, never gets old. It's been too long. Glad to be back. Me and Wyatt together doing it again. One, two, three. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. I am so happy. You know, I, like I, say, I always say this always in the beginning. I love my guests, all my guests, but I really love it. When it's somebody that I don't know from Adam or Eve, and I just hit them up with a DM, and they're like, who's this freak? And I keep hitting them up. But, but I think they trust me because it's never, like, it never goes from being unprofessional. I keep it professional. And this person, I got on their nerves so much that I think they just relented and said, okay, I'll do your podcast. So I'm so happy to introduce to you an IFBB pro, a former Division One basketball player, which means she was a badass, 6'2" beautiful supermodel. Let's keep it going for Casey Shepard. How are you doing, Casey? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. No, thank you. I mean, from the bottom of my heart, Casey, I, you know, I, I follow your Instagram. That's where I saw you. And, and it was last week. And I just want to know right now, right? The big question right now is okay, if, 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 if the Chicago, the Chicago sky needed you last week, could you go in in five minutes? Could you give me four boards and four points right now? Oh my gosh. Would there be like an oxygen tank ready for me when I get off the court? <laughs> if they go listen. If, if so, then maybe. Like how long would I have to recover after that situation? Oh, you, Ed, Ed, Coach, listen. We got six minutes, Casey. All I need you to go in, I need you to get four boards. You understand me? For the world championship, I need you to get me four boards and four points. Can you do it? And what would you say? I feel like I could. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I still, I mean, I still have my athleticism, you know, I, not that I'm out on the, on the court a lot, but I still can jump. I can, you know, I'm so strong. I could, I just throw people around at the end of the day, <laughs> you know? You know what? I love the Instagram, your Instagram, and you jumping up for that apple. I don't know why, but it made me laugh so much to see because I because I have that in me. It's just something you do athletically, just a, just a little bit of nugget that go. I can still do this, but the right. fear that you had, like, I hope I don't land wrong. <laughs> I hope I don't. Well, there was like apples all over the ground too, and the th- the the funniest part is, is it actually doesn't look too bad, but the way that it felt was not like as good as I wanted it to feel, you know, when you, when you feel like you literally got off the floor, like two inches, but that's like how it felt. I'm like, God, I just do not have this the same anymore. Like it, it might be okay still, but it's just not, it's different. You know what I mean? You know, it, it, it's a hard thing to, to, to come by, but it's like, okay, th- this is, the, this is the new normal. You know what I mean? I mean, and you get you got to deal with it and go from there. I mean, it hits hard. It hits hard. Well, and it's funny too, because you don't really realize like, how often you don't leave the ground. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes. when do you, like you're just walking around and then you get up and go into bed, but like rarely do you ever have to jump off the floor. I think that's the funniest part, like thinking about it. So it's like, 
God, it really has been a while since I've attempted anything like this, you know? <laughs> Did the fear of God like flashing in your eyes when you jumped up because you realized I got to come down and I got and I got boots on? I mean, was there a little bit of fear? Like, I hope I don't hear a, a pop. No, it wasn't like that spur of the moment because I was like, my I was with my family and my sisters and I'm like, hey, watch me like go up and grab this apple. I'm like, you got to document it, you know? But <laughs> so then she does it in slow motion. So I'm like, you know, I took my approach and then I was like, wow, I was like not that close at all. So it didn't look that far up to me. It was like the, the part that like I couldn't get through my head, but okay. Okay. I kind of wanted to get out a tape measure and see like how far up is that? You know, because my, so I have like nine foot ceilings in my apartment and I have a video from during quarantine last year Yeah, because I was like, doing jumps and the people underneath me probably hated me but I was like trying to get my heart rate up so I was like jumping up to touch the ceiling and then you know hitting the floor and I'm like I could still do that so I don't know maybe it was just like that I was in boots or like the terrain or something I yeah. have no idea no you did hey you tried and that's all that matters you tried, tried. a yeah. for effort a for effort you know I was so, I, I was looking up at your Instagram and then I looked up the, the website and I just, you know, like I, I was telling you before the show, you know, I always try to get people, there, there's, there's a, a, always a bit of inspiration that I love, you know, and knowing your story. And I think it's a part, honestly, it's a little thing that you said, you know, it said 6'2", Division One. And I know growing up you had some health issues and also you're a tall girl. So like growing up, did you have like body issues or did you have like a little bit of, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe like you felt in, in fear. You know, when, you, when a girl is tall growing up and she's taller than maybe some of her classmates, it gives them kind of a complex. Did you have that growing up? It's weird because it, it was never about like the height. Cause I met, and if you read my story or whatever, like when I was younger, I was diagnosed with Tourette's and anxiety and OCD and depression. And I was like on all these meds. So like, for me, it was more about feeling different in that way and not as much about being tall. And I was like a taller kid mm -hmm. in elementary school and stuff, but I didn't really hit my growth spurt until like between ninth and 10th grade, I was like almost 16. And then I shot up between ninth and 10th grade. And then I just became like this amazing athlete. So then it was always like praised, you know what I mean? Like right. I was always a, around a bunch of taller people and I was praised for my height. And not that there wasn't times where I was like, like I wanted to be the point guard when I was playing basketball. Cause I was like, Oh, they got to shoot and whatever. But then when you get to college, you realize like, Hey, the game revolves around the post players. And like, it's our job to get the ball in. And they're the ones who are like, you know, kind of the center of, of the team. So then I, you know, I was like, okay, this is better. You know, once you get into playing like at a higher level and stuff, but it was never like, I always embraced my height into this day. Like I still love it. I love the, the being different, but for me, like I said, it was more of the issues that I had as a kid that made me feel, you know, more insecure, I would say. Now, I think, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, did you grow up in a time, I, I, you know, I've, I've got some age on you, but and that was before I even heard, yeah, it's not that funny, but I, that, that, we didn't, we didn't have, you know, ADHD and things that you had, like, I, and I barely heard, I didn't think I heard Tourette's until I got to be an adult, so, you know, what, was, were those terms around when you were growing up? I mean, I guess, like, I knew I had Tourette's as a kid as a diagnosis, but I don't know that, like, I really understood what ADD and like OCD and some of these other things were. I was just like medicated for it. And I, I had like ticks with my Tourette's and stuff. So it was more of like, a, it's a neurological condition. So it's like, you're just, your system is overstimulated almost. And I think that's where like the anxiety and the OCD came in mm -hmm. at the same time, it all kind of played together. Um, but I, I guess I didn't 
at the time understand it and not even until like years later when I started looking back on stuff you kind of when you live with something your whole life you don't really like think about it you just it becomes like hey I just work around it and figure out a way to deal with it kind of did, did, did the kids tease you you know it's funny like I I went to therapy for like years which I totally like repressed like I don't remember going to therapy at all and I was teased a lot as a kid and I me and my mom had this conversation like earlier this summer I was, I was like processing other things but she was telling me stories that I was just like crying because I'm like gosh I don't I totally think I just like packed that away because I didn't want to remember it all yeah but I do remember feeling different and being teased and stuff but then I think when you feel insecure that you come off that way to other people and then you're more of a target. Right. So I think not that you blame yourself for some of that stuff, but I think I was just like a really sensitive kid. Um, so I think that's why I got good at what I did is I always strive to feel like I fit in or to be better or to do something that was worthwhile or for people to accept me in some sort of way, you know? So is that why you excelled in sports? Because you processed the, the teasing or whatever, and you took it out in sports. Because sports, you can be aggressive and take it out that way. Totally, yeah. And did, you do yeah. All, did you do all kind of sports besides basketball? What other sports did you do? And what kind of growing up did you do other than school? Like, what was your childhood like? I mean, I was close to my family. We grew up here in Minnesota. I have two sisters in the middle. Um, so we're always close. I mean, we fought a lot like normal sisters do. Uh, but I had a good childhood. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, went camping all the time and just, you know, we were close. I, my my dad was kind of like my biggest supporter of sports, but he, he had a harder time with some of my emotional stuff. So I think that's where we really like bonded um, and maybe the reason that I ended up doing it. So the funny story of, well, so first of all, I played volleyball as well. And I played all through my senior year of high school. Uh, I played softball until I started getting really good at basketball. And then I was on AAU traveling and had to miss some school. So I was wow. like, this is just too much. Like softball, I was not like great at. I, I liked it, but it was just kind of like a filler sport. Right. Um, so I quit that um, after 10th grade so that I could do my traveling AAU and get recruited. Um, and then I did play volleyball all through high school. Um, but the story about basketball was, it was like in ninth grade and I was like, on the B squad mm -hmm. of like the ninth grade team. Yeah. And I don't remember why this whole thing came up, but my dad was like, Hey, if you get a full ride scholarship, I'll buy you a car. So I was like, you know, game on, you know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that summer, like one of my really good friends, her dad coached the RAAU team. And we had like our own team that was like sponsored by his business. And I just got like really good that summer. And he was a great coach. And it was just like my mindset. I was in the, literally in the gym. Like I go from practice to, we have this place called Dakota sport and fitness. And it's just like this huge gym. And I'd go play against the guys and get my ass kicked and like, just get like, that's how I got good. And yes. then sophomore, that's when I hit my girl spurt. And then sophomore year, I was starting on varsity from like the B squad in ninth grade. Mm -hmm. Um, and just got like, I don't know, I just kind of shot up there. So then I might, I ended up signing with Colorado state, my junior year of high school. I just wanted to get it over with. I was like getting harassed with calls and yeah. I'd be out with friends and stuff. And I didn't want to like get hurt and risk, like not having a scholarship and stuff. So I was like, yeah. So within a few years of being in that position, you know, now where in Minnesota did you grow up? Where I'm in the city. So I grew up in prior Lake, which is like, yeah, no prior Lake. You do? How? Well, let me tell you something. I had, through, I, I, all my girlfriends have been from Minnesota, from different cities. I always say this. I tell anybody, if you want to marry 
a great woman, a great woman. You married somebody from Minnesota or Wisconsin. I say it, I say it all the time, and I mean it. I, I really do. I say they're beautiful. They're smart. You're almost too smart for your own good, but you're smart. You're and they take care of this. You I go a lot about Minnesota women. You do. I do. I mean, honestly, and this is a funny story. I used to live out of my car, and I had a girlfriend in Minnesota. So uh, I was really, I used to get a lot of speeding tickets because I, I lived out of my car. I was a you know, stand-up comic, so I lived out of my car. And so at the time, I had a girlfriend who lives in Shakopee, and I, was, and I got a Minnesota driver's yeah. license. And so I had uh, the mail come to her house, but her dad never knew we went out. So he goes, who's this guy they keep sending mail to? And he, <laughs> and he, throw, he throw the letters away, and she got to dig through the trash and go, hey, you got to pay this ticket. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so yeah, I know all about Minnesota. So and I think it's great. So that's why I get a little, you know, I, I've been up there. Yeah. I, I've worked out. Matter of fact, I remember Apple Valley Gym. I've got some of the greatest workouts ever. When I was big, when I was around 230, 235, I remember being in Apple Valley for the first time ever. I squatted 425, and I did that 15 times. I remember that was it la fitness and no it was one right across the street from a uh, from a cement factory Oh, okay. It was like off the beaten path. It was on Apple Valley Road, I think it was. Apple Valley Road, something like that. Because I remember that. Because oh. I, I, I got off a of 35. This is when I was like, I, I had to get a workout in every day. I was, I was like religious about it. I, I, yeah. Otherwise, I would go crazy. And I went there and I took my big bag. And honestly, I wanted to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger and I'd have my little, my little, <laughs> my little spaghetti strap uh, the workout thing. And I had to, had the sandals. I, you know, the wrist you, you back where your like, nipples are hanging out. Okay, you said that, not me. But I'd walk in <laughs> and I'd walk in. And I had the wraps, but I, but in my defense, I put it up. I mean, I literally would have. I remember yeah. having twelve. Hey, if you can back it up, I did. You can wear I, whatever you want. Well, I, back in my day, I I I I, I, mean, I don't look. I never looked like you. You look great, but I I I, eh, I was eh, I was I, I did my thing. I did my I had thing. Some going on. Yeah, well, you know, you know, but it, but this, <laughs> it's all about you right now. It's all about you. So, and, and, and did you know you had something special growing up? I mean, did you know that like you had a little bit like Division One talent? When did you describe, when did you realize, you know what, I'm a little bit better than everybody else here? It's weird because I think because everything in my, and I don't just say this to say, but I think even to this day, like every, it's not like nothing's ever good enough, but it's that feeling of like, hey, like I'm not as good as this person or I'm not, you know, I could be better or I don't know. You just, you learn to see your, I, I learned to just see myself in like a normal way almost. So I, I mean, I knew I was go getting good when I was getting like asked to be on this AAU team. And then I was getting letters from coaches and stuff, but it still seemed kind of surreal. And then when you get to college and you're around like all these bigger, faster, stronger girls, you're like, this is where I belong. Like, this is weird. You know, like, yeah. that's crazy that they saw this in me and now I'm here. Now, was there, there was a moment, and I did the same thing. Like, my whole life was wrestling. And then the first day when I got on campus, I go, I don't know if I want to wrestle anymore. And it was like a breaking up. Uh, of, of a loved one it really was and I know you went through the same thing too whereas you know you went to Colorado State and then after two years you didn't like the code new coaching change you were like you know what I'm done did you feel the same way it, it's it is weird because I I have a, I can I have a very strong intuitive sense so I can I can feel when I'm not ready to give something up and push through it I did that a lot when I was in competing that later happened but it was like something switched and I couldn't go back and I mean, I'm like that in like relationships and anything else. Like there's a point where you hit where you're like, this is a point of no return. And that's kind of where I got to with playing where I was like, I can't imagine myself transferring to another school. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine myself 
just pushing through, hoping it's going to get better. I'm like, just at the point where I'm just like ready to just be done. And I knew it, you know, and my, my dad was pissed because that was like our thing. And he sold a car that he bought me because he did then buy me a car when I got to college for the whatever. And, you know, he didn't want me to quit, but I was like, I just, you were done. I was done. Like, I don't care. I had to pay out of state tuition for two years. Like I took out loans. Like, I don't care. I'm just, I'm done. done. Yeah. You know? Wow. But, but, but even though you were done, was there like a little bit of like, mm, I mean, did it hurt a little bit at least? I mean, you know, cause even though like your relationship and it's done, there's still a little bit of like, I don't know, yeah. melancholy. I think I had like, I mean, I was, I felt like she ruined the experience for me, like the new coach that came in. But I think I was so burnt out at that point, like mentally because of everything that went on. Also, I got super sick, like right before I was done whatever. So my body was just like, so I think I was just so like relieved to have some time to just like think and process. But then it was very soon after that, that I started getting into like my own stuff at the gym, like researching on nutrition and whatever. It was like maybe within six months that I had like time to chill and whatever. And then I started, like, I started getting really sick from food. And so I started researching that and got into the gym. And I'm like, I kind of like this, like working out of my own thing. Like I'd I kind of like not being yelled at by somebody every day and like demeaning me and whatever. Like I can control this. I can do what I want when I want to, and I can control what I'm putting in my body. And like, you know, it is that kind of like controlling behavior. Well, just seeing your pictures and what you post and, you know, and don't be afraid to stop me and go, no, you're full of shit on no, this one. Just not at all. Tell me, please. I mean, but yeah. I just got that from that. You seem like a very strong driven person, but that comes from, Grow, you're growing up and you're and you're being sick a lot because I think it was and correct me if I'm wrong during those years at Colorado State you got sick and your mom said you know I think it's the dairy and you researched yep. that and so you gave that up but now are you vegan now or vegetarian no you're not no. okay well I, I didn't know I didn't know I just <laughs> no, I could, it's okay you're not not against you I'm just like in my mind I'm like no I could never give that up yeah you could. Um, yes you could yes you could no definitely a carnivore um <laughs> which I'm whatever people want to do like I'm right. totally fine with uh I've worked with people who choose to eat that way and it's fine um but no I don't I don't do gluten or dairy I'll do some like dairy here and there I just choose to not eat a lot of it uh when I was in like my prime of be- between competing on the pro circuit and healing mm-hmm. after all that business um I was like sensitive to everything but I've come to a place now where I just I choose for health reasons to not do gluten or dairy and I just feel better when I don't so um those are kind of my main restrictions at this point well, you know, and th- this is my philosophy on that. When it comes to dairy, I I just remember reading, and this is my research that they that the disease is in dairy, like cheese or whatever. That that's where the mucus comes from, and mucus that's where a lot of the disease is. So I try to, and even from trial and error, what I do, and I love interviewing athletes, especially Division One athletes, on the day I do it because you make me work out harder. I just feel like when I come in, I have to come in from a place of I just got to working out too. So you know, so I just feel that. So today, even though it was rainy here, I I, I sucked it up and I went and took like a twenty mile bike ride in the rain because I just All felt right. like I just felt like I had to be like. You know, I know you're yeah. a Division One athlete, so I had to give it to you back when I'm interviewing you. So we can, I can feel like I'm, I'm on this level. But yeah, but I've read research that you know, like uh, in dairy and mucus, there's a lot of disease, and that's why I've, I've tried to give it up. And I've noticed that when I bike ride, when I'm away from a lot of dairy, that I don't have as much. Like my nose doesn't run. I don't have to blow my nose as much. And I realized that. And so when I read that on you, that's why I asked, did you have you did you uh, like become vegan aware because of that? Well, and there's a, there's a lot of different health reasons. I mean, a lot of people just don't, 
they lack the lactase enzyme in order to digest it. So that's a big thing. But a lot of that comes from gut issues Mm -hmm. long-term. So I was always okay with dairy until some of my health stuff got to a certain point. And then it was like, Hey, I'm starting to have an issue with this. And if you're doing organic, like raw dairy and stuff, and you can actually tolerate it, I think it's a, it can be like a great source, but it's like the hormones and dairy and, and some of that stuff. Like there's research out there about viruses and egg yolks and stuff, but I believe that the benefits of them outweigh some of that. So I, any, I think everyone should do their research and make their own decisions based on that. Like personally, I think like organic pasture eggs are like amazing and the health benefits of it and stuff. But if people read it and they, you know, whatever, try it out what you think works for you and what you're for or against. But I think a lot of it comes down to like the state of your body right. and like what your system is dealing with. Cause there were certain times where I wouldn't do certain things either. And it just felt right at the time. And, you know, I'll randomly have something here and there and be like, wow, I was okay with that. And I'm not, I know I shouldn't and won't do this every day, but it's nice to be able to be like, Hey, I'm going to have this and not flare up from it or respond to it or feel like I ruined everything. Well, you said like you have a, a, a strong discipline because to be in college and still and, and equip to say, okay, I'm, I'm done being basketball and be a regular student, but to still work out, to still have that self-discipline to go to the gym and not just go to the gym, hey, I'm here, but to do what you, because that's where you decided I want to be a, a bodybuilder, right? Yeah. So I like, I picked up, like, I don't know if you ever saw like more women know about this, but like oxygen magazine is like a big one. And then like muscle and fitness and stuff. Like, yes, I get I around. Go, like, I get around. Yeah. 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 I mean, oxygen fitness is more of like a women's magazine. Well, so I, I still get around. Like, I'm, 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 okay. I'm a well-rounded person. Okay. I read glamour. Oh, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I would I remember being on the Stairmaster and I, I would get so excited to pick up like the new issue and re and so then it would make my Stairmaster hour go by. You know, I was like, I was dieting way too hard. These girls in these magazines were like five, three and they're like, I eat three ounces of chicken for lunch with three asparagus spears and whatever. And I'm like, cool, this is what I need to do. You know? So I was like following these things and I'd be in the gym, like, you know, so I got like skinny for a while, but I like, I loved it. It was just like this new obsession. Cause I was like, Hey, I'm done competing. I've always had something to compete for and like work for. So what do I do now? And that's kind of where it started. And then there was other people that were like, Hey, you should do a show. And I didn't know anything about it, but I was like, okay, that sounds cool. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it was like I had my senior year of college, I did my first show and I was dating this guy in Denver. So I was like driving an hour to him and he bought me a freaking puppy for Valentine's Day. Aww. Like who knew that was a good idea? So I'd like I had this puppy, I was taking 18 credits, trying to like finish up college so I didn't have to pay like out of state for another year and like training for the show. And it was like insanity at the time. I don't I don't know how I did it, but yeah. I was just like so, you know, focused. Yeah. Because you were young. So, if you were yeah. young in love and you got a puppy, yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of all, it, 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 when things are busy, it's like organized chaos. You know, you yeah. have to, you have to, a lot, a lot of, your time is, can't be wasted. So you go, school here, workout, boyfriend, puppy, go to sleep, wake up, ba 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 ba. And there's no time oh. to dilly dally, you know? Totally. So, okay. So you got that. And did you love, did you love the process? Cause I know the dieting is the hardest part of bodybuilding. I think the working out is the easiest, but it's the dieting. It's the not eating yeah. and then having to work out and you want to kill somebody. See, and I, I actually liked that part of it when I did it. And now that would be like the very reason that I wouldn't want to compete again, like for <laughs> yeah. myself. But at the time I liked that control, I think, cause I was so new into it. And then you're seeing like, all these things happening for the first time. And it is, it 
it was that like obsessive compulsive like whatever like I can control like I was control freak like I could control what I put in here and then what happens and if I do this and then this is what happens you know and it's it was it was kind of that process but it's the same thing that brought me to the other slew of issues that I ended up having after my first show which was like hey I don't have something now now my life is chaos because I don't have the structure and now how do I live my life yeah so I went through that vicious cycle it took me a few years to learn it I was like binge eating when I wasn't training for shows because I was like, you know what I mean? And a lot of people go through it, but I went from like that crazy amount of structure to then graduating college, not having a job yet, not knowing where to live. I broke up with my boyfriend, you know, there was like 5 million things that happened. And then it was like, holy crap, like this is too much. Yeah. I have too much time to think and like whatever. And then I would overthink and you know what I mean? So I kind of went the opposite direction when I couldn't control it. I did another show, you know? Yeah. How'd you That's do? That's how it, How'd the cycle it? went. How'd you do in your show? Your second show? Um, terrible. Yeah. Why? It did really bad. Like, well, so my, well, my first show, um, there was only like three of us and the girl that won ended up turning pro like two shows later. Wow. She was like phenomenal. Yeah. And I was just this skinny, like, I didn't know how to pose. And like the girl that was like kind of helping me was like, Oh, I don't really like the dark tans that they do on stage. So you should just use this like mystic tan concentrate. But I looked like a pure ghost on stage. Like <laughs> I wasn't dark enough that I needed to be. There was a lot. Of, and like looking back at posing, I'm like, oh my God, that's hilarious. And then I was just, you know, I'm regardless, I'm always super tall on stage because the tall class is like five, seven and above, and I'm six two. And then I'm in five inch heels. And so I just Ooh. look like crazy on stage. And everyone else is in heels too, but um. So yeah, and I was back, I was in figure back then too. So I, I, I just was like kind of, yeah, I was really disappointed after my first show too, because I was used to being an athlete. Right. And you train all this time, you put in all this energy and effort to get up on stage for three minutes for someone to tell you that you're not as good as someone else and you're done. You know, it's not, it's not game, game day where you can go out and get four rebounds in, in 10 minutes and outscore and push someone around and whatever. It's, it's like, Hey, this is in someone else's hands. Like I have yeah, but Nothing yeah, it's, it's, it's judging. Athletic. Yeah, it's what? judging. So it, it's right. different, you know? I mean, when right. you like the physicality of, of a sport that has a definite, like when it comes to basketball, it's a yeah. team sport, definite, okay? They won because they scored more points. Even though uh, the ref cheated, whatever, whatever, they still beat us. But when it comes to judging, yeah. it's like, oh, come on, man. Really? She looked better than me. I was cut. Right. Well, and she did look better than me. It was at the end of the day. Right. Like, that's, it is what it is. But yeah. it just... In my mind, I was like, I don't know what I was expecting. I think that I just didn't have the expectations, you know. So even with people that come to me now, I'm like, I, I want you to process how this process is going to work because I know you may not think about this ahead of time, mm-hmm. but this is just how it is. Right. But from being an athlete to going into that, it was just like hard to wrap my brain around it. But then I still wouldn't accept it after that, which is why I kept going because I'm like, I can't go out like this. Like go. I need to, yeah, be better. I want even for myself, like not just so I can win the show, but like. I'm not happy with what happened at this first one. I want to get better. It's that division you know? one mentality. That's what it is. That division one mentality. Right. You know, it took right. over, you know, when did you learn? Yeah. When did you learn that? Okay. I know how to pull And by the way, were you bodybuilder or miss uh, physique? I was, I started in figure figure. Okay. Figure. Yep. And then I think it was after like my fifth show in 2010 where they're like, 
you know, if I'm taller, the reality is, is that I just have a blockier waist right. because of it. Yeah. And so in order for you to have that symmetry, you got to build around it. Yeah. So when I started building around it, then I just was too big. And so they're like, then they had just come out with this women's physique division, which is like a step down from bodybuilding, but a step up from figure. Right. So I was like, great. So I trained for a whole year for that and then stepped on stage um, for my first one in 2012. And then a week later turned pro. Wow. Wow. So and what is I kind of like went into doing junior nationals as just like a hey, I've like I always wanted to just do this as a goal. Like never was it like, hey, I want to like hashtag pro card, like I'm going for that pro card. Like that was never a goal of mine at the time. It was more of like, hey, I want to do this for me and whatever. And um right after that show when I was a figure and decided like, hey, I want to go into women's physique. Um, my ex and I started dating and he was a phenomenal trainer. And so we worked out together and pushed each other. And that was kind of the time where I was doing a lot of my own diet and stuff. And then we could kind of like read my body every day and do the details. And it was just such a different process of it all. The training was different. Everything I went through was different. I was training like an athlete again. Like, did you like that? Did you, did you enjoy that? I loved it. Yeah. And did it, I mean, at the end of the day, like I was putting my body through, I, I learned a lot of lessons during that show. I lost a lot of muscle. I was like way lean too quick mm-hmm. before. And I was doing a lot of like powerlifting stuff and stuff that was like too hard on my body. So, um, it wasn't as traditional of, of lifting. So after that, I then changed it up once I turned pro, um, to more traditional stuff. And that's where I put more of the size and stuff on. So and then you you always deal with it because like I said, I, I ran right through your Instagram and it's like you always have dealt with health problems in a way. Like it, yeah. and you speak a lot about hormones. I mean, like, you know, yeah. and, and and I and I think and and I think I was stupid enough to think it, it just was with women, but it, it deals with men also with hormones, right? With with men and low testosterone also, right? Yep. Okay, now Yeah, so I mean and you see it, you see it with people too. I mean, all, all these people go around and they just think, Hey, it's the perfect diet or it's the perfect program, or I'm just, they, you know, they start jumping around working with different trainers. And at, at the end of the day, like, why do I have one client that doesn't have to do any cardio and this client's doing 10 hours a week? I'm just throwing numbers out there, right? but they can't get lean or they still come in and they're not at a certain place or they can't build muscle. I mean, your hormone profile and the way that your body's functioning has everything to do with the way that you look physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes deeper with genes and all that stuff. I and mean, right. we all have our own, you know, ceiling and capabilities beyond that. But it's, it was really when I look back at when I was in my prime and my best was when my system was the most balanced, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you're putting your body through enough stress for long enough, you're throwing that off. And that's ultimately like what started happening while I was competing on the pro circuit. So I, there were several times where I was beating my body to crap and Mm -hmm. putting my system through all this stuff, going through shows, and then ended up having to take so much time off to try and recover. And then, you know, when I hung it up in 2015, after my last show, it was just like, I was holding in so much water going into my last show. I think I dropped, had to drop like 10 pounds the last day before, because I was holding so much inflammation. Wow. And that's when I was like, my system is like, I'm not built for this. I'm, I'm a high wired person already because of my rooted, like, you know, childhood stuff right. that I will always be a more sensitive, I'm sensitive to people and emotions and intuitive and empathic and all those things. But my body is also the same way where I'm more sensitive to 
anything I would put it through. And that mm -hmm. being said, like competing for me was probably never the right choice. It was an outlet and I don't regret any of it because they learned everything that I did. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it is what ultimately like had me quick. So I'm like, I can't, my body's not responding well to this. And I know that, and it's always going to be this way, you know, and I wasn't big enough. I was taller than everyone. Like, right. I wasn't comfortable anymore. I'm like, I miss being athletic. I miss being an athlete. I miss like, well, you were, well, you, you, still, know, you, were, you were still young enough. Did you ever think like, because I think when you came uh, during your time, didn't the WNBA, came, did you ever think about just getting a tryout with the Lynx or, or trying out for a WNBA <laughs> team? I mean, honestly, because you still had the athleticism. You're still six, two. You still had that athleticism. I mean, we, people don't realize when you were a division one athlete, you're the best of the best. Trust me. Cause I wasn't one of the, I was a Juco athlete at best. I really was. Yeah. I, even at my best, I was a Juco and I would fantasize about being division one. athlete. I was like, oh, if I could be division one. So you still could have done it. Yeah. I mean, if you would have put it, did you even think about getting a tryout or doing something else? You know, so when I, I quit after my sophomore year, like I didn't give it a thought. And then I kind of dove into the bodybuilding scene and the fitness stuff. And right. my mom had been dating this guy at the time who had played overseas for a number of years and was like, Hey, like, even though you've been done with this for two years, like I could easily get you on a team overseas if you want to play it. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm doing this fitness thing. Like I want to see this out and see what happens. Right. So I, I mean, I could have very well. And, and even if I would have finished my college career or transferred or whatever, like I truly believe that if it wouldn't have been turning pro in the IFBB and like the biggest federation, it would have been probably me going to the WNBA. Like, I think I was meant to be a high caliber athlete and it was going to channel in one way or another. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, trust me. I do. Yeah. So are you yeah. happy with your choices? I mean, and it's, are you happy? Yeah. And I was, you know, I just had this conversation with someone the other night. Like, it's amazing to think about how one choice of your life changed could change everything. Like if I would have made that choice to go overseas, I would be living a hundred percent different life. I could be over there. still. I may not have my business. I may, right. you know, so I, I believe that I took the right path, even though I went through a lot of stuff going through it but but that's life though i mean like tony robbins totally. said life is about decisions you make that decision and you look totally. back and and in the end i'm a firm believer in the end it might not seem at the time that it because it, it goes you know life goes through this little thing but it's the right decision in the end you know it totally. all works out in the end like i say and it sounds like a bunch of crap but it's the truth and now like you said you have now you have your own online and what came about getting your own business like helping people out. You're an online coach. And you talk about, which I really want to talk about that, is you get into the holistic part. And, I, yeah. and, I'm, a, and I'm a firm believer in that. So how'd you get into that? It's, it, it was also a very slow process. Like when I finished college, I graduated with human development and family studies degree. So I knew I like wanted to help people. Um, but it was more of a psychology counseling, social work kind of thing. Like why, did you wanna, why, why did you want to help people? What, what was the board about you made you want to help people? I don't know. There was just like, a, well, first of all, I was a college athlete and that was like my main focus. If I, like, I hated school. I, I sucked at it. I was like maybe a C plus B minus average student. And I didn't care. I really did not. What was your you favorite know, class? I was there. What was your favorite what? class? Favorite class. Favorite class. Oh God. I don't even know that I had one PE in college. <laughs> Nobody had a favorite class in college. College is a different animal. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I really always did like math and I don't even know why looking at now because I hate doing numbers and stuff, yeah. but I was just, I think better at it, like reading and vocabulary and like writing skills. And like, it was so overwhelming because there's so many details to it mm -hmm. that I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. Like I'm a, I'm a huge, like, researcher and I love to dive in and stuff but don't make me write a report on it don't make me like have to 
talk to the class or whatever. I loved art. Like I wanted to be an artist when I was really young, like being creative and stuff, but it, I don't know. Well, random. I can tell, I can tell it through your fashion. I mean, honestly, from your fashion, from your Instagram, if you ever go to her Instagram, my <laughs> God, you should be a super, I mean, you should be a model period. The clothes you have and everything and your poses. I'm like, this woman is a model. I mean, Aww. honestly, I'm talking drop dead gore. And this is just being professional. I'm not trying to, I'm just being perfect, but it's Aww, like, I appreciate that. if you Thank go through you. your Instagram, you go, wow. I mean, your fashion sense and everything. I can tell that. Yeah. And I, and I think because you want to help people, because you were a middle child. I mean, it goes and it goes back to the Brady Bunch, you know. And, and it sounds it sounds weird, but if you watch that episode where Alice helped Jan, it was because you know Cindy was the baby. Of course, gonna help the baby, and Marshall was the the, the oldest. But it's that middle kid that kind of gets lost. So you have that sense of wanting to help, and I think that's why. Maybe. And I know maybe yeah. I think it is. And I don't think I knew at the time why. Like originally, I wanted to first work with kids because I was like, when I'm around kids, I just. Like I'm the, I'm the sister who gets in trouble with my nephews and nieces because I'm like not being like aunt appropriate. Like I'm throwing them around and riling up before bed and like giving things they shouldn't have and like that kind of thing. So it's like, I think when I'm around kids, I just, it's just a different energy. Of course. But then when I was like doing it, I was doing this after school program, um, volunteering for some practicum thing that I had. And I was like, this is terrible. Like I like love kids that I know, but like that I don't know, I do not love. And I still love all the kids, but to do this every day, I think I would just be like drained. So I was like, no, I don't want to do this. Like maybe I still want to help people, but in a different way. Right, right. So then I got talked into somehow, I don't know, being a probation officer. So my senior year of college, I was working with adult offenders in domestic violence cases. And I was like, you know, part of me is like, hey, I can lay like, the law down but these are like adults that don't want to be here they're yeah. here because they have to be right. and we were like i remember back then i was like scanning their myspace pages to see if they were in compliance myspace and, like, wow yeah <laughs> yeah if they were see i'm not that young okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so and i was like this is really terrible too like these people don't want help i want to help you and not that it couldn't be rewarding at some times like no knock to anybody who's in that profession because i know that there are rewarding things but i was just like no, like this isn't it. And then when I got into the competing thing and whatever in fitness, I'm just like, I guess I'll just be a personal trainer, you know, like everyone else who's like sort of interested in working out. Right. So I moved home, like in with my mom and I just started like personal training. And I did that for years. And I was like, not doing very well, like scraping by kind of at little gyms and just whatever. And it was such a slow evolution. And I just remember thinking like, God, I'm just like, I'm always going to be living like this and like never do very well. And I just, I don't know. I was just kind of lost, but it, the more I got into it, the more it evolved and the better I got. And then once I started going through hormone stuff, I, I became like this obsessive researcher advocate for myself because I was going to all these doctors and even some like natural people that didn't understand and would tell me that I was fine. And I knew I wasn't. So it was just like this long voyage for myself. And then the more I was doing kind of some of the workout programs and stuff with people and whatever I'm realizing all these other people have all these issues too yes and it's really not that uncommon and people don't realize how much this stuff is affecting them and it was so it was just a slow process of how do I incorporate this into a business how do I help other people do it it took me a long time to figure out how do I do labs with people because the doctors won't even run them right how do I whatever and so at this point in my business, it's all, it is all like set up where I can bring people on and run the labs and refer out to, you know, 
someone for bioidentical hormone replacement therapy or use the natural supplements and do, you know, I, I do it all now. And, and it's because it's just slowly added on and evolved and made it better over time to be able to do that. Well, I know you went through your own health issue and this what, and this was got, this what got to me because my roommate is, and is, is, was going through some stuff and all the doctors would say, she's fine. It was with her stomach. It, you know, it was gut issues and she yeah. was, it was going with her stomach and doctors, no, you're fine. This and that. And then she was, you know, she was really frustrated. Like you said on, uh, uh, when I was re- reading through your stuff and, and, and she went to a holistic doctor and he goes, yeah. Have you been hard to get along with lately? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, and and he pinpointed everything she was going through. And he started yeah. putting her on. I think uh, she's drinking this stuff with aloe and whatever. But she's gotten a lot better. And I don't know if, I don't know if she has to go through an operation. She's still kind of, eh. But it's been a lot better than going through traditional doctors. Did you have a long process before? Did you think holistic medicine was like for kooks and witch doctors or whatever because of what everybody else said until you did your own research? No, because even way back in college, when I found out about like my gluten and dairy allergies, one of my teammates had like, I think it was her uncle or some, something who had a um, office in Fort Collins where I lived and he did a lot of the holistic stuff. And I don't know if you've ever used um, like muscle testing techniques or have heard of it or anything, but it's basically testing like the energy of something against your body. And so I remember at the time, like going in and like you measure strong or this is, I'm trying to explain this in like a quick way, but like, it would be like a vial of gluten or something gluten sensitive. And mm. you'd, he'd kind of make your system neutral, like your energy. And then he'd hold it up and then he'd test your system to it. And it's like, if you're, if you're not like, if you're weak against it, he could literally just push your arm down and it's like, your system's reacting to it. And if you're not, it's like, I literally could just hold my hand like this. And then he'd hold it up and all of a sudden he'd just feel it. Wow. It's crazy. So like you're, you're, I mean, a lot of it's Chinese medicine too, where you're talking about the governing vessel and the central vessels and just the energy meridians that are running through your system. So your, your system is picking up on the energy of those things. So I did a lot of that. And when if you ever have it done in person, someone who knows actually what they're doing, it's amazing stuff. And so I, I got into that stuff back then where I was like, holy crap. And then down in Prior Lake, we had a um, chiropractor who was into kind of some of the holistic stuff. And we used to do like hair analysis testing where they take like a chunk of your hair and they analyze it for like vitamin and nutrient deficiencies since your hair is like the number one way of absorbing things in your system like to test right so a lot of like a lot of that stuff I don't know I was just always drawn to it but I I also had a really bad experience with a naturopathic doctor and it it what it didn't veer me away from it it's just you're gonna you're gonna have people on what was the bad spectrum what was the bad experience she, well, she lived down in Florida and she just, she put me on like 50 different things at the same time, you know, and it's, you know, a lot of these practitioners are making so much money off of these supplements. So they're, you know, a lot of the, a lot of what I don't believe in is holistic medicine should be, let's get to the root cause and treat that. Right. And you have to be able to support it. But what a lot of these holistic practitioners will do is they'll say, Hey, we're going to test you for all these deficiencies, all this, all this, all this, all this. And we're going to just put you on everything that you're not, that you're lacking at the same time. But the thing is, is your system is overloaded and you start, you know, if, especially if you're trying to detox candida or parasites or other stuff that's going on, like your system is like overly stressed out and trying to process and release all this stuff at the same time too. So that experience taught me like, you have to go so slow with some of that stuff and you can't just 
replace everything that you're lacking in your system. And there really is a root cause because if you have a gut issue, it, it probably stemmed from something else, whether it was antibiotics or whatever. But at that point, you probably have a hormonal imbalance. And if you don't treat the hormonal imbalance, you're going to continue to have gut issues, right? So okay. you can treat the gut, but if there's something else triggering it, you're never going to heal it. You might make some of the symptoms better, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And so I think that's that, that back and forth I went through for a long time with treating was I was constantly stressing my body out right. for competing, which was then throwing hormones off and everything else. And so then my gut was always bad, you know? So I was trying to do one thing while treating another, well, whatever. And so that's kind of where I like, okay, you have to put it all together mm-hmm. and you really have to balance the stress in your life. And you have to right. make sure the hormones are in a good place while you're treating this and kind of know it's, it's not like an easy well, no. process necessarily. Now, now, which leads us to like supplements, because some people think supplements, and I know you say, you just mentioned natural supplements, but, and correct me, <laughs> is that like, uh, is that alkaline water you're drinking? It is, but honestly, like, I'll just, I just like to buy these and then refill them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I'm kind of weird about like drinking tap water. I, you know, so I'll buy like, yeah, remineralized water or whatever, and then I'll just refill this one. Yes, well, see, look at the effect you have me. Uh, I'm drinking. My yeah, water. I mean, if you have a big jug, then you're like conscious of drinking all day, you know, and then you don't run out. And, uh, that's a good thing. It's always a good thing to yeah. always stay hydrated. Always stay. Hydrated. Okay, oh. so so the, the, the uh, natural supplements. Now, some people think it's it's kooky, like they don't work, and some and I swear by them. What's your stance on supplements? Um, like I said, I I don't think that everyone should be taking everything. Like I have people that come to start working with me and like they have to fill out their intake form and they're taking like piles of vitamins every day. And I'm like, okay, like something's wrong. If you have to take this many vitamins. And I, I think there are really crappy vitamins out there too, that like don't work or aren't doing anything. Like people who think they're going to buy a centrum silver from like Walgreens and it's going to do something for them. It's probably not, you know, like the binders and just the, well, how do we, how do we know, how do we keep from getting screwed then? How do we know something's going to work? I mean, it is hard. Yeah. I how mean, do we know? It, you don't, I mean, even it's like supplements are one of the most unregulated things out there. Yes. You know, and unless you're testing your body to see levels and stuff, do you really get to see like, you know, if I know you're so, absorbing it or not? You know, I know something's working. I don't know if you remember. I mean, I go, like I said, I got some years on you, but I remember, uh, like I know something's working if, when, I remember, you remember hot stuff that came out? It was a, yeah. I think a hot stuff. It was, it was literally like, like steroids in a, in a, in a and no one, and before, and before they regulated. Wait, are you talking about, wait, hot stuff what? Like a fat burner? I think it was, I think it was a fat burner. I think it was a, uh, uh, I, uh, it, you also used like a creatine also. I think it was because it, 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 I vaguely remember, but I remember that stuff was so potent. I think the the FDA was like, whoa. And they, and they came in and they like did whatever and then it didn't work as well. And I think they went out of business, you know, eventually yeah. like all of them do, but that's when I know something's working. If you get it when it first comes off the market before the FDA <laughs> gets it. Yeah. That, 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 that's how I did stuff. Honestly, like I well, remember like, because uh, usually there's something illegal in there that they're not not supposed to be using it. I think that's why it works. And that's why it works. Honestly, that was like the holy Fedra thing for a while. I was let me tell like, you something. I used a Fedra, but when I played yeah. hockey, when I played hockey, I used a Fedra. I would take, and this is really bad, but listen to me out. When I played hockey before that, I would drink two Red Bulls and take two of Fedra. Oh and I swear, I I I literally would see my heart do. I go. 
I'm God. I, I shouldn't have done that. And I scored like two goals, get two assists. I go, okay, I keep doing that. And I just remember like, yeah, I, I, that was the one time when the government finally said it's enough and they took it off the market. That was the only time I said, thank you, government. I, I literally thanked the government because I think I wouldn't yeah. be here to this day. And to this day, I don't think my heart's been the same. I still get palpitations because of Fedra. But man, when it worked, oh. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That stuff does work. But once they, <laughs> they kind of took it off the market, but then what we used to do, I don't know if I should be saying this. Say it. We <laughs> We used to go, like, you can still get it, but I think ephedra is now legal again. I think it depends on the state, but you can buy ephedra, like, in fat burners and stuff now. But oh, anyways, why did you tell me um, bronchade, which is, like, to help you breathe, like, it's like a vasal or a sinus, like, people take it for sinus congestion because it yeah, helps like op- open up your airways or whatever. Right. So you can, it's, it's uh, like, the pseudoephedra that's in, um, uh, Claritin D or whatever, that's yeah. right. Like you have to go, you know, if you go buy like Claritin D, you have to sign the sheet because they have to make sure you're not like making crack or whatever with it. Or, or I meth. don't even remember what, <laughs> yeah, what math, what, yeah, meth. Yeah, whatever. Like drug there is, same yeah. thing is ephed, it's pseudoephedrine, but it's ephedra. So we used to take bronchade and take it with aspirin and caffeine because the aspirin would like carry it in your blood longer. Oh. And then you take it with caffeine. So it was like fat burner and it was like, I remember doing that for my first show. We used to like, like on the forums and the bodybuilding forums, like read like how you could, whatever. So that's what we used to do. I was like, nice. cool thing. <laughs> I love it. I love but yeah, way, way, there was, yeah, there was way too much caffeine going on back then too, which is also probably why I can't tolerate as much anymore either. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, look, okay, for, for, the, for, for the common man like myself, what would you suggest from somebody like myself? You were just like a quick valuation. If I say, listen, my problem is late night eating. I have horrible hours. I'm up to at least, I was up to five o'clock in the morning, you know, tonight or last night or whatever. Yeah. And so what would you say to crave my late night eating? Well, first of all, I would say whatever happens at night is on account of what you did or didn't do prior to that and earlier in the day. Okay. So if you're missing meals, or you're not eating enough during the day, you're not eating enough protein, like that will always catch up later in the day because it messes with your blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So, and your cortisol levels. So okay. a lot of people's cravings and issues will hit later at night because of that. Uh-huh. So most of the people that I work with now, like if they missed a meal or two, like suddenly they'll, they'll be like, oh yeah, I was having cravings last week, but I missed like <clears throat> however many meals during the day or they only ate once or they're not eating enough. Like it'll always hit them. So that's kind of like first thing is eating enough during the day, keeping your blood sugar stable through like eating enough protein. Okay. Um, a lot of people think they're eating enough and they're really not. Uh-huh. So that's it. But are you talking about just like, Hey, I want to, I want a snack at night. I don't yes, want to ruin everything. Like my whole thing is at two o'clock in the morning, I'll have coffee and microwave popcorn. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And yeah, that's me. And that's my thing. Not, I mean, that's not terrible. I mean, I think as long as you're making a healthy option at the end of the day, like you can eat before you go to bed. It doesn't matter what you're eating. Mm-hmm. It's more calories in calories out. Okay. And are you eating enough of the right things? Like, are you, are you eating enough protein in the day? Uh, you know, so I'll eat a meal right before I go to bed. I just, you know, whatever. Right. But if I miss a meal, I might, and I'm not having eaten enough during the day, like I'll sleep like not very well, or I will wake up in the middle of the night or, you know, What's a good healthy snack for me? A good healthy snack. If I'm gonna snack on something healthy, what should I snack on? Um, like raw, like raw nuts are good. I'll do. How like, about corn nuts? 
Uh, well, I mean, corn isn't like the greatest source, oh, in that, my opinion. Well, thanks for hurting my feelings. Um, <laughs> popcorn isn't like a terrible option. I just don't love like. I like, I like corn nuts. I love corn nuts. I fell in corn love. Corn as a source. I was on the What corn- about just like raw, like regular, like raw nuts? <sighs> I hate nuts. Or like, you know, I, I eat a lot of weird things that people like are like, that sounds terrible. You, but I'll what? do like rice cakes with like oh. cashew or almond butter. And then I'll put like, yes, you ever, cinnamon, you ever have cinnamon on, on them? You ever have cinnamon on them? Almond butter? Cinnamon uh, no. almond butter on rice cakes? Oh my God. Like I've still got a little bit left in me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, okay. I mean, even though I'm a little blue, 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 I still got a little bit left in me. I mean, I, I still do rice cakes every now and then. I mean, you know what you're doing if you want to do it is what you're saying. Well, maybe I maybe I need somebody like you to give you a nice swift <laughs> kick in the ass. How about that? I'm trying to get some I'm trying to get some free coaching. Basically, what I want to do. That's what, oh, okay. So, so I did this whole podcast. You know, what, you know what I used to do too is like I would mix. I think this is back in my competing days. I'd take like protein powder and I'd mix it in with like peanut butter or like almond butter or cashew butter, and then I'd like spread it really? on it. So it kind of gave it like a sweeter flavor. And you used to do a lot of like weird things that you thought were amazing at the time, but. <laughs> You gotta get through the diet in that way, right? Yeah, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. No, but I mean, I'll, I eat on a normal meal before bed, or I'll do some fruit, or I'll do rice cakes with nut butter or something, or I don't know, crackers with hummus or. There you go. I love hummus. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, even what's like a- jerk, like even like you could get some like healthy beef jerky or like turkey jerky and that kind of stuff. Protein snacks. Vegetarian can't do that. Can't do oh, that. that's right. Yeah, can't do that. Can't do that. I'm, I'm very strict. So, about where that. do you where do you get all your protein then? Uh, beans. I like uh, like uh, black beans. I love black beans. Uh, uh, I, I probably don't get enough protein. I probably don't get enough protein. You know, yeah. I, that's my thing. Because I, I uh, uh, tofu, tofu, yeah. uh, mushrooms. Yeah. Mushrooms. So my, my, my like a vegan, like protein powder. Or anything? I'm not vegan. No, vegan's like a born again Christian. No one likes to be around them. I'm like a vegetarian. Okay. I'm like the guy that goes to church every now and then. Okay. So, yeah. I, I'm tolerable. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm tolerable. No way. Vegan's like, Oh God, okay. let's get our person go. But yeah, I'm okay. like vegetarian and, but I'm, gotcha. but I'm, but I'm kind of strict about it. I'm strict about it. I don't eat queso. I, I used to go to Chili's and get the chips and salsa with the queso. And now I can't have the queso anymore because no cheese. And plus it has little chunks of chili and I can't do it. So yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm strict like that. I'm strict like that. Okay. So what, what's a healthy fruit to get a hold of? What's a healthy fruit? Um, I mean, I don't think there's like low on fructose, uh, low on fructose, you know, I don't want lower sugar sugar would be like berries. Like all berries are lower in like on the glycemic index, I'd say it's a lower in sugar and stuff, but okay. Okay. I mean, any, any fruit, honestly, like I eat probably a lot of mangoes, apples, banana yep i know i i know i saw the post with the banana and i think that was before and that was before i hit you and i was like i was uh i go i can't hit her up now because whatever whoever ruined it in that dm i saw that banana post and i want to know if you want to come on the show yeah i I was like and i was like man i can't do that now you know i was like so yeah i had to wait you know what really sucks about that is that like if i wouldn't have said anything like clearly the one where i was holding it but i have like all these other photos from that shoot that I did where it's just like maybe sitting there but now every time I post an effing picture and there's a banana in the photo like I have to all these people have to make a joke about it now and I'm like god I wish I just wouldn't have said anything because now it's a thing and now I don't want to post any pictures because I don't want even to hear about it because I'm just annoyed well, you know, and then I was like, well, and that's why, honestly, that's why I hit you up on the DM. I had to keep it professional as, all, I mean, just really down the straight line. I said, man, I can't even joke because I know, you know, because, you know, like I said, you didn't know me. So you had to, no. you know, so. But I mean, you go, you, 
I'll look at your page and then like clearly you're not some like, you know, it's not like pictures of a bunch of you like with like your cats or something. You know, like, <laughs> I want to do an interview with you and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm sure you want to interview me. Like, no. I'm, I, have a, I have a lot of eclectic taste, but my, like my passion is somebody like you, honestly, and with, with, who's a coach and you try to better people. And that's what I've always liked. And that's what and that's what you've done. I'm glad you mentioned the gut health and the hormones and everything else. And like and you didn't shy away from what you went through, but how you went about it and you channeled that. You know, I'm not going to say it was a inferiority or anxiety, but you channeled that through sports and athleticism. And now you're helping people with your online coaching, which I think is great. Yeah, I mean, from the bottom. No, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Anything you want to plug? No, I mean, I we touched we touched on the like energy medicine stuff, and I it's hard because there's a million. I think there's a million different ways to do to to heal. And like thinking about doing this today, I'm like, you know, I think everyone does things in a different way. And the thing that bothers me about the nutrition and training and all these things is that everyone thinks their way is the way. And I, and I think our healing journey for everybody is different. Yes. And like you with your dietary, you know, choices and whatever, like what you do is different than what I want to do, which is what is different for other people. Um, and the way that I healed might not be the way that someone else needs to do it or what they need to, to follow. But um, if I can share what I'm doing and it can help people, there's, there's a lot that goes behind it, you know? And, and when it comes to some, like I share a lot, it's hard to share educational stuff I found on Instagram because there's so much to talk about it in such a little space. I think that's why I love doing more of these interviews because you can elaborate on things a little bit more. Yes. That's why I had you um, on here. Cause I wanted you to do that. You know I mean? I yeah. mean, from the bottom of my heart, I wanted you to do that because I just felt, and it's weird cause I felt through your pictures and through your post, I go, you know what? She went through it and she wants people to get better. And, yeah. and that's what I got from it. And that's, and that's why I had you on. And I'm so glad. And I mean it from the bottom heart. We got to okay. go. My producers, give me the wrap-up sound. We got to go. But, man, from the, and if you want to come back on, please hit me up and just annoy me. You wouldn't even annoy me. But just hit me up, and I would love to have a part two with you to get in some more stuff. Because I love health, and I love listening to this. Because, like I said, I'm trying to. Yeah, you definitely could do that. Yeah, I want to get rid of the bloop, bloop, bloop. So maybe you can have a part two, and it's just all about me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll do like we'll have you we'll do some like before and afters we'll have you do some flexing on camera maybe and like no i'm not, I'm not doing that no i'm <laughs> not for the world to see this no one needs to see this i mean I, I, no one needs to see this N not in the light i want it to get dark really dark i don't want anybody to see this but anyway we'll do have a part two hopefully we'll have a part two if you allow me to i would love to yes. in the meantime follow her shout out your uh shout out your websites for people and your instagram uh so my instagram is c shepherd uh, shepherd like the bible s-h-e-p-h-e-r-d sea shepherd i-f-b-b uh and then my web website is spectrumwellness.biz b-i-z that's her Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. follow her. Trust me, it will inspire you to. And she shows all her uh, her pictures. And man, I, I like I said, it, it inspired me. Like I said, I rode my bicycle in the rain today, twenty five miles in the rain, because I knew I was going to talk to a D one athlete. You, I mean, I can't even ride a bicycle. So yes, there you, you can. go. Yeah, don't don't give me that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I gotta go. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you guys for listening on Tales from a Gemini. If you guys have anything else you you want to for me, another guest you want me to talk to, DM me or whatever. And like I said about this time, you know how I end these all. Hey.